we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out 10 years later. <laughs> Hello! And welcome to the podcast. Yes! The Twilight Podcast. The We Still Love Twilight Podcast. Mm-hmm. Hashtag not ashamed. <laughs> Hashtag Catherine Hardwick. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> Bill Condon. <laughs> Hashtag. I don't know the other directors. <laughs> I would have a few years ago. Oh, what was it? The new Moon director. We'll do an. Oh, oh David uh, Slate. David. No, that was a clips one. I think. So. We're going to try to minimize this as possible. Hopefully this won't even end up in the episode, me saying this. But there's a dog in the room right now, and it's making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy breather. She's a cute little Yorkie that Melissa is babysitting, pet-sitting. But yes, she is breathing very heavily. It is also pretty hot in this apartment in yes. Boston. Not That's probably why she's breathing heavy. Not... Hot to the her? point where it's torture. It's not like we have a dog that's <laughs> animal. <laughs> I mean, we're in the room too, but it's pretty hot in here. This is a good episode that you chose to watch. I'm Kelly. I'm Mel or Melissa. We're cousins and we still love Twilight. <laughs> Today, our topic is a controversial one, but one that we wanted to talk about right away and that is feminism and twilight yes so this is going to be a two-part episode and in our first episode we'll touch upon the relationships in twilight Mm -hmm. people say they're abusive are they aren't they we'll discuss it (laughs) (laughs) are they aren't they (laughs) i like that and then Part two, we'll go over the character of Bella, our mm-hmm. heroine of the story. And other female characters. And, yes. Without further ado, <laughs> the relationships. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so. So as everybody who's ever heard of Twilight probably knows, if you don't know, you're lucky. But it gets a lot of hate. It gets a lot of attention mm-hmm. for being anti-feminist, sexist you know, against women. And as females who love Twilight, it is confusing because, like, we love it. I think there's a lot of... There are some problematic parts to it, some not-so-great storylines, probably, but we still really enjoy it. And for people to write it off and say that it's sexist or, you know, not a good love story or not a good story in general is hurtful to us and we think that there's a lot more to be discussed than just still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah this is a really complex topic and it's interesting because we read it and saw the movies when we were in middle school and at that point in our lives I'm pretty sure we both still said that we didn't consider ourselves feminist because we weren't man-haters. We were very unwoke at the time. Mm -hmm. So, but obviously we were all for female empowerment and um, whatnot. So looking at it from a new perspective, we definitely can recognize that there are some things wrong with the story. But Right. And I think one big thing that we have thought a lot about is that it seems like a lot of people want to criticize it and one reason that I find it unfair is I think a lot of the criticism is a bit hypocritical the way that stars like Kristen Stewart were treated didn't really align with people that were at the same time criticizing it for being sexist and anti-feminist 
One of the biggest things that people criticize about the series is that it doesn't necessarily promote healthy relationships for young girls to look up to. And mm -hmm. I've let, read a lot of critiques that say they're actually romanticizing toxic behaviors. No denying there's a few aspects of the series that are, they go too far, that are a little toxic, yeah. controlling. Um, but we think it's way more complicated than that. And Mel, do you have a quote for us? Yes. So I was doing a research and I found a study by a woman named Diane C. Carmody. And she conducted this in 2011 called The Images of Dating Violence in the Twilight Saga. So basically, she, it was very matter of fact, mm -hmm. um, she had all these different characteristics of dating violence, such as jealousy, stalking, manipulation, and she counted them up, and I'll give you some examples. She says there's 31 instances of jealousy, 183 instances of male aggression or privilege. Hmm. Um, a lot of these things that she tallies, Edward is more guilty of than Jacob. Mm -hmm. 14 instances of stalking also. 31 times Edward ordered Bella to do something. Really? Yes. Like so what? For an example is in, where is it? I actually don't remember this scene. I, it's in Twilight. He says to her, where do you think you're going? He asked, outraged. He was gripping a fistful of my jacket in one hand. I think that was book. after, yeah, it was in the book. I don't really know. I should know what that's from, but. As we said in the last episode, we're going to reread the books and take you on that journey. And as we said earlier, when we were younger, we were self-proclaimed not feminists. We have both changed our opinion on that since then. Um, so it's possible the way we read the books will be different the next time. But I think that, um, you know, I think the movies changed some things a bit. I feel like, I, I don't know if I'm remembering incorrectly, but I feel like the movies did make Jacob a bit more aggressive. Yes. And... I don't remember Edward acting that way in the movies, to be honest. Like, obviously, we all know yeah. Edward watched her when he was sleeping. Like, that's the famous that's the thing that people stalking thing that everyone goes to is, he watched her when she was sleeping. Yeah. And it's written off like it's romanticized. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. She doesn't seem to have a problem with it. And that's something we wanted to address, too, is that, you know... Bella always called the shots and everything. Like, whenever she was upset yeah. about something, she would say it. What she wanted, she did. She wasn't... She didn't let anybody tell her what she wanted or what she wanted to do. Even though some characters... Jacob? Tried yeah. to influence her choices. She knew what she wanted. And maybe we as audience members don't agree with the things she wanted to do, but she still did them. And so, you know, I mean... This watching her sleep thing was kind of strange. and Yeah, that's a big one. It wasn't necessary mm -hmm. in the story. But no. another example of stalking that this woman actually includes is in Eclipse. Um, after Bella visits Jacob against Edward's orders, I guess, um, this woman writes, and I quote, When she returns, the following ensues. It came out of nowhere. One minute, there was nothing but bright highway in my rearview mirror. The next minute, the sun was glint glinting off a silver Volvo right on my tail. And then um, Carmody goes on to say, Edward uses stalking techniques as a means of manipulating and controlling Bella. These behaviors are both minimized and romanticized throughout the series through Bella's response or lack of response to them. You spied on me? But somehow I couldn't infuse my voice with the proper outrage. I was flattered. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, like, off that same um, topic, Bella is not bothered by Edward watching her sleep. And I guess maybe the criticism is she should be bothered by it. Mm -hmm. I think Stephanie Meyer was trying to 
make it be something else. And I, I feel like there might have been another way for her to do this. The point was supposed to be Edward couldn't read her mind. And that was like the only way he could know what she's really feeling because he had trouble reading what her actual thoughts were. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he literally couldn't, but also he couldn't tell how she felt. And in her sleep, she like mumbled his name or something. And he felt like he could that way, like read her mind. And like, I bet, I wonder if there was another way he could have read her mind. Maybe it would have been, I don't know, looking at some artwork she made or something. If, I don't know, if she was the kind of person to make art or, you know, I feel like Stephanie could have thought of another way for Bella to express herself for Edward to understand her feelings. But for some reason she decided to do it that way. Yeah. (laughs) I do think from just reading all this criticism and I have more quotes and stuff to share, but I do think that it's weird to be comparing present day standards of healthy relationships to this story that's about a vampire and a human Mm. like we're comparing human standards and obviously I don't think it would be really fucking creepy if a person just scaled your window and watched you sleep (laughs) but the point is that he doesn't sleep so he has all this free time and I don't know I think it's just like different because he's a vampire right It's supposed to be a little scary. Yeah. Maybe that's wrong to some people, and yeah, it kind of is. That's what made it a little edgy is, oh, she shouldn't be dating someone like this. He's dangerous. Yeah. He doesn't live like a normal person does. Well, this same woman also had an issue with the fact that this relationship constantly puts Bella in physical harm, like... Yeah. Not on purpose, but when Edward throws her against the wall in New Moon to save her from Jasper, Mm -hmm. she ends up getting hurt. Um, Her life is always in danger because of this relationship. And so does that make it an unhealthy relationship? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think if she told her mom about these things, you know, any mom would be like, you need to leave this relationship. Yeah. But as I'm reading this at the same time, when I was a 13-year-old girl reading this, mm-hmm. I didn't think, oh, this is the type of relationship I want because it's a fantasy. It's not real. Right. So you're never like, oh, I want a guy that's going to endanger me all the time. Like, And that's the thing is Edward never, ever, ever hurt her intentionally. He was always trying to protect her. And that's yeah. the reason why he broke up with her in New Moon was to protect her from people like him, Mm -hmm. people involved in his world. And that's the thing is that I don't think watching Twilight would ever make a girl think I want to date a guy that is going to punch me or something because Edward never did anything like that. Yeah. If he ever hurt her, it was an accident. He was trying to help her. And so I don't see the correlation between that and like an abusive relationship where a man is hitting you or verbally abusing you. I don't see how that is, would influence someone to think that that's the kind of relationship they should be in. It's just not the same. I mean, when she entered his world, it was a very dangerous one. And, I mean, she ended up getting hurt a few times, and he had to protect her. And that really sucks. Maybe someone else would say, I'm not getting involved with vampires. But she did. And, you know, she put up a fight a few times, too. And and becomes a vampire herself. And it's a fantasy story. And I don't really see that making people think that they should be in a abusive relationship. Yeah, I don't think so either. And also, Edward gives Bella the space to leave a lot. Right. Um, he tells her several times that he wants her to live a normal life. And she, he even lets her kiss Jacob. I mean, and then break, Breaking Dawn says yeah if you want to have a kid with him go ahead he basically says she can be in an open relationship he wants her to just be happy and he witnesses his girlfriend kissing another guy and he's just like i want you to be happy i want you to have a human Mm -hmm. life experience and so i can't take that away from you yeah edward gets a bad rep Mm-hmm. A lot. I think that he, he wants felt, the best for her. I think he felt responsible. I feel like all the stalking yes. and stuff. Look, 
I do not like obsessive boyfriends. I don't like when people are like, I don't stand for that behavior either. Texting me, mm-hmm. being like, where are you? Or, you know, ask my friends, not believe me. Jealousy. I don't like that kind of stuff either. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's cool, but I feel like the reason he was following her and all that stuff is because he felt guilty. Like he caused all this violence and, you know, made her a target and stuff with Victoria or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I James in the first movie though before he has put her in danger mm-hmm. he is kind of stalking her yeah like when he shows up in La Push <laughs> and Wait, saves when does her he from those guys remember when she goes to oh, buy that book in um for Angeles oh oh sorry when he, <laughs> <laughs> when he goes to Port Angeles is that how you say it mm-hmm. um when she's buying that book and he saves her from those mm-hmm. people. But whatever, she would have died otherwise. I think, I think maybe it's hard for an immortal person to deal with the fact that they're in love with a mortal person. Exactly. Like she That's could so die true. at any second. That's and he's very not true. going to. And so maybe I mean that would have been cool if that was expressed or something, like, hey, I'm not gonna die, but you could die at any second. So that really stresses me out. Oh, but I didn't um even consider that. I think that's why he's kind of crazy about that. Yeah. Because people think that he's being manipulative by being overprotective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was always about literally her life. Like, yeah. with those guys, I don't think it was like, back off, that's my girl. It was like, this yeah. guy's going to, you know, assault you or yeah. hurt you or something. I think he's being protective for the right reasons. Yeah. Because... People can, I think a lot of times people can be overprotective in a manipulating way to make yeah. you dependent on them. Yep. But then they don't really care about you. Like, he's always going to care about yeah. Bella. So. And I almost feel like Edward was, in a way, trying to be like a superhero. I mean, mm-hmm. he has this power. I don't know if anyone's ever talked about this, but. The Twilight characters are kind of superheroes. Like, they have powers, and he can read people's minds. He knows when someone's about to commit a crime. And in the past, he yes. killed rapists and, like, murderers, oh, right? Like, yeah, he, he purposefully drank from them because he thought he was, you know, preying on the worst kinds of people. And, you know, I feel like the fact that our culture loves superhero movies so much, we freaking love superheroes that save women and you know, use their powers for the greater good and stuff. And I think that's what Edward thought he was doing. He was yeah. using his mind reading as, you know, protecting her and protecting other people. And, um, I don't know. I think it's a little hypocritical that we are kind of okay with that in other movies. And I books. agree. This woman also points out that there's a lot of instances of male aggression within the series. Mm-hmm. And I've... I think that I remember when I was in high school, I made a compilation video of all the times <laughs> that Edward got mad because I almost feel like he was too level-headed a lot in the series. Mm-hmm. He didn't get mad a lot. It's very complacent. Yeah, easygoing. He was chill. Yeah. Sad. The only I liked <laughs> it when he yelled at Bella in Breaking Dawn when she was having the baby because mm-hmm. it was just like we've always seen him just be unrealistically. Just like too nice to her, I felt that mm-hmm. I liked seeing him get in a fight with her. Because I think fighting can be healthy in relationships. But what does she say in the article? Oh, so she says that there's lots of examples of male aggression. She probably listed them, but I was just going to say that I've seen that more with Jacob in the series. Mm-hmm. Jacob gets very aggressive very quickly. Yes. I don't want this to be, like, anti-Jacob. No. Because, yeah, before we get into Jacob, we acknowledge that Edward was a bit controlling, you know, was literally following her in her, mm-hmm. his car. Definitely not the kind of boyfriend you can just be like, I'm going off to Tijuana with Angela for the weekend. And he's just going to be like, oh, okay, fine. I mean, he would be stressing the heck out. Mm-hmm. I do think it's because he's immortal and she's not, but we definitely acknowledge that both the guys 
show some aggression and controlling yeah behavior. with the things she listed off a lot of things that put Bella at harm in this relationship mm-hmm. and one of them was the fact that she even wants to become a vampire in the first place and that's going to be a very painful process to transition mm-hmm. I think it's really nitpicky like okay all the vampires went through that process yeah it's not just because of the relationship I mean Carlisle turned Edward and that doesn't right. mean that's an unhealthy relationship because he put Edward in mm-hmm. pain because of that um, and it's totally consensual if that's what Bella chooses to do. That's true. Because actually, in Twilight, there were some non-consensual vampire turnings. Like, didn't mm-hmm. didn't Carlisle turn Esme because he wanted to? Wasn't she kind of dead and I he think turned her? everybody besides Bella was turned into a vampire without their consent. Right. So it's kind of cool that she... I think she, yeah, she is the that. only person. I'm sure there's someone else in the universe that chose, but. Yeah. How did Carla become a vampire? <laughs> Don't remember. If you remember, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Consensually? <laughs> but so, yeah, I thought it was just a little bit nitpicky because if mm. you were to take any relationship, mm. you would find a lot of toxic behaviors. No this one's wasn't perfect. Every relationship. Yeah. And there's a lot of stories and love stories that people don't criticize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think Twilight was really put under a microscope because mm-hmm. probably it was so popular mm-hmm. and targeted towards women. So a lot of these criticisms were about Edward, but what about Jacob? When it came to aggression. Yes. Well, I don't want to be biased, but personally, I think that Jacob exhibits a lot more aggression towards Bella, and he's... I found him to be very controlling, especially in Eclipse, Yes, did not seem to care for her, what she said, and what her wishes were. So, we just rewatched Eclipse, and there are two scenes in particular where Jacob exhibits manipulative and controlling behavior. The first scene... He basically ignores Bella's feelings and words, kisses her against her wishes, then sort of laughs off her punch defending herself. And you can hear the scene right here. And you need to know that I'm in love with you. And I want you to choose me instead of him. I thought you understood. I don't feel that way for you. I don't buy it. What don't you buy? That's how I feel. You feel something else for me. You just won't admit it. So I'm not giving up. I'm gonna fight for you. Until your heart stops beating. Well, then you're not gonna have to fight for long. You're rushing into it because you're afraid you'll change your mind. No, I'm not. I know what I want. Edward! If you ever touch her against the will again! Don't do this She's not sure what she wants. Don't do this Let me give you a clue. Wait for her to say the words. Fine. And she will. Jacob, just go, okay? I kissed Bella. And she broke her hand. Punching my face. Total misunderstanding. In the second clip, Jacob overhears Bella and Edward's plan to get married and uses threats of suicide slash death to get Bella to kiss him. And he uses her fear to get what he wants, which is not cool. And you can hear that right here. I at least want to hyphenate my name. You're marrying him? Jake, I'm so done. What can I do? You can't do anything. I can. By going out there and killing something. No! You're not thinking clearly! Don't do that! Maybe I'll get myself killed and make it simple for you. No! Just... Jake! Stay! Why? Give me one good reason. Because I don't want to lose you! It's not good enough. Because you're too important. 
still not good enough. Jacob! Kiss me. And then they make out. Well, I mean, she's pretty much engaged. She's dating Edward. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he threatened suicide or, you know, getting himself killed. He says, I'm just going to go kill something. Uh, or punch something. I'm not sure what he says. That's crazy. You don't yeah. say something like that just to get someone to be with you. Yeah. Who's in a relationship. I don't know. I So, yeah. I don't know if people really... When they're talking about sexism and manipulative relationships in Twilight, I don't think they're often talking about Bella and Jacob, but I think that those two scenes in Eclipse in particular are really against what Bella is saying and what she wants, and... I think that people might be more critical of Edward, mostly because she's he's the one that she chooses. Mm -hmm. So the other guy looks like... Especially because he's not human, but he's closer to that. Mm -hmm. People think that's a healthier option. But Jacob, to me, is just very aggressive, very manipulative. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be anti-Jacob. Right. I mean, sure, there's good things about Jacob, I guess. But he's (laughs) immature. (laughs) Yeah, he... I mean... Edward is physically a teenager, but he is much older, and he seems more, like, he's thought all these things out. Do you think it's creepy Jake, that, sorry to cut you off. Oh, totally fine. Do you think it's creepy that he's, like, a hundred and something years old and she's 17? Hmm. I don't know, because even though he's been around for a long time and he's had some life experiences... He obviously has had a lot. He went to school and all this stuff. But he, at the same time, he hasn't had he hasn't had them all. He hasn't been in romantic relationships. I don't think it's really the same as, you know, when a four-year-old guy who's had many relationships yeah. and, I don't know, had an ex-wife or whatever, then dates a teenage girl. The argument's always, oh, she hasn't experienced anything yet, and he already has, and whatever. It's kind of strange. It's like both of them are accepting the fact that they're just going to stay in that place. They're never going to become older people and go through life. Um, So it's not like he's really had the chance to be a middle-aged or, like, elderly guy. Even though he has been around for a long time, he still didn't really live that experience. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. What do you think? Well. Um, I guess I'm not sure if it's supposed to be this way in the books because he is very aged and that he's old fashioned and he mm-hmm. has a lot of skills and he's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but your brain doesn't st- doesn't stop developing until you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. I think, especially for a guy, I think it's mm-hmm. honestly I think it might be thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but. So, mentally, does that mean that he's still 17 forever? Maybe. I don't know. Not sure. I don't know. It does make me think that a lot of age kind of has to do with just what age you look like. Yeah. I you mean, know? He... It would be weird if he was getting with a hundred and something year old woman. Mm-hmm. True. That would and be he, weird. You know, he never got to be like I said, a middle-aged person or treated yeah. that way, you know, he, he probably never was in a superior position at work or, you know, was never a father yeah. or anything like that. So I'm not really sure how he was supposed to, have, like, been an older person. Yeah. Also, it's not like they ha- have sex until she's, I think, 19. Mm. So. 19 or 18. Or 19. Maybe 19. When's Bella's birthday? September. (laughs) (laughs) When's their wedding? Um, Oh, wait. It's September. Okay, so September senior year. Start, she's 17. Mm -hmm. New moon, she turns 18. And then... When's their wedding? Eclipse is, like, their wedding. Oh, yeah, their graduation is, like, Eclipse. Yeah, and Eclipse is, like, in the summer. June. They get married in August. Actually, her birthday might be August. I know it's she's in that area. Almost nineteen, or yeah, she's 18. about. She's 
<laughs> a lot happens in two years. It's kind of yeah, insane. Yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. I mean, technically, you can have, like, a relationship if you're 17 with a 70-year-old if you're, as long as you're not having sex, right? It's just all about sex. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's weird because that's the age of consent in the U.S., but it's totally different in other countries. So, I don't know. What do you guys think in other countries if you're listening? I mean, I know it's 15, 16, 17, depending on which country you're in. So, I have another quote. Um, I guess this kind of focuses back more towards Edward because that's just who everyone's a lot more critical Mm-hmm. It's by a woman named Susan Jeffers in an article called Bella and the Choice Made in Eden. It's actually a Atlantic article. And she says, Edward's behavior towards Bella for the first three books is frightening in many ways. Over the course of the series, he watches her sleep, constantly tells her she is absurd, and tries to control who she sees and who her friends are. This abusive behavior is rooted in his inability to recognize Bella's agency, his inability to acknowledge that she can decide for herself what she needs, his refusal to allow her to become a vampire is further (laughs) evidence of that paternalism. The three later novels focus both on Bella's becoming a vampire and Edward's dawning recognition of Bella's status as an agent. Edward's controlling behavior continues in Eclipse, but he is able to make some meaningful compromises. At the end of Eclipse, he finally says, I've (laughs) clung with idiotic obstinacy to my idea of what's best for you, though it's only hurt you. I don't trust myself anymore. You can have happiness your own way. My way is always wrong. So, yeah, she brings up the classic, he watches her sleep here. Mm Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other things that she says, it sounds like she's not that familiar with the series because, one, controlling who her friends are, I feel like he doesn't do that. Besides, mm. he doesn't like Jacob. Yeah. But besides that, he really wants her to... He also can read Jacob's mind. Yeah. I think he knows that Jacob is, like, thinking sexual things about her. He yeah. doesn't really want to be her friend. Mm-hmm. And Jacob shows that through his actions, like, forcefully kissing Bella against her will, that he does just want to date her. He isn't really trying to be her friend, which is, she loves Jake's friendship, but that's not what he is actually trying to do. Yeah. And the refusing to make her into a vampire thing? That's not fair. I know, because... You're asking a lot of someone. That's eternity. Yeah. And And he also doesn't really like personally being a vampire. No, he doesn't, and he, doesn't he want- believes that he doesn't have a soul, and, you know, there's a discussion about that with Carlisle, you know, how could he take away her soul if that's what he thinks being a vampire means? Yeah. It's interesting because this contradicts the last criticism, which mm-hmm. was saying that it's an abusive relationship because her becoming a vampire would put her in pain right and then this one was saying because he's not turning her he's not um listening to her desire yeah which is so which one is it is it bad that she wants to be a vampire or bad that he won't let her be a vampire yeah i mean someone else could have turned it's he would have allowed it if like rosalie or alice or someone else turned wasn't that vampire yeah because he just didn't personally want to do it i think Mm -hmm asking a lot of someone to make that choice and it was for her own good i mean he wanted her to have a real life yeah and like go to college Mm -hmm. and also with the other thing about her being in harm like he didn't even want to have sex with her Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to hurt her what guys in other (laughs) stories would be like no we can't have sex i know seriously it's like the total opposite if this is written by a man, I feel like he would have just... He would have been... Done it. Yeah. And, like, she I probably would have died. In like, real life, it's usually <laughs> the opposite. I know. Like, he was very considerate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, where he changes his mind and says, you can have your happiness your way. I mean, I think that shows some character development. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point of 
literature and mm-hmm. movies is for change and for an arc. And if he does come to the conclusion that, you know what, you can do what you want. Yeah. It's not what I would do. I don't want you to be a vampire, but it's up to you. I mean, isn't that, like, the whole point? He changed his mind. And so I'm not sure why we're still clinging to the things he said in the past when he changed his mind. You can't take back your decisions. But if you change the future, like, you know, just like we said, we used to be anti-feminists when we were, like, 13, 14. And I don't feel that way anymore. And I'm happy I don't feel that way anymore. But there's no changing the past. But I changed my mind. And that's the whole point. So I'm not sure why that woman even included all of that if then it's, like, he changed his mind. Yeah. I don't – I feel like, to me, that seems like – just not really familiar with the story and wants to hate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I guess now is the time to bring this up. We think a lot of people really want to hate on Twilight mm-hmm. and are more critical of it than they are of other stories. And I think particularly because it was so popular, but also so popular among young women. And right. people love to hate on things that lots of women love. If women like anything, it's... Mm-hmm inherently stupid i mean that's just the public perception a lot of teenage girls like it yeah okay so i love the show girls think Mm -hmm. what you want of it i know some people don't like it but i have had the hardest time getting guys to watch that show literally just because it's called girls whereas i've never ever had problems watching anything yeah harry potter obviously that's about a guy it's in the title just anything yeah or um for instance, The Hangover was super big. And girls, masculine. Yeah, masculine guys but and girls watched watch that? it. I mean, I had an all-girls sleepover. We watched yeah. The Hangover. We always watched things like that. Yeah, yeah. And girls will watch that and they'll think it's funny, no problem. Mm-hmm. But then Bridesmaids, sort of similar. Mm-hmm. All-female cast. A lot of guys wouldn't watch that. I know, they wouldn't. Some guys wouldn't say, like, oh, that's funny. But if there's all women... Or a it's common thing. a chick flick. Right. And just anything. Sex in the city. Um, you've got mail. What's wrong with those things? Yeah. I mean, it might not be for you, but I think whenever I tell a guy that I like something like that, I have to convince them and practically beg them to give it a shot. Be- just because they know a woman is in it and it's about women, women things. Yeah. Whereas you know, movies about men with guns and stuff. I mean, I've been watching Narcos lately. I really like it. I think it's really interesting and compelling and stuff. But it's a very, very, very masculine show. It's pretty much all men and guns and drugs and stuff. And I don't know if I could get a guy to watch a show that was all women and just talking about... about. And really, women don't talk about things that are that different from men. We talk about life and whatever and... Here's another thing, is pretty much everybody wants to be in a romantic relationship. Even in Narcos or superhero movies or anything, guys still want to get with a girl. There are still romantic interests or yeah, guys sexual things. Yeah, still fall in love. So I don't get why romance is a woman's genre. Like, what the fuck? I think... Especially, like, with heterosexual things, half of it is a guy. Yeah. So, like, you're telling me this is only for women? When men are involved they too, experience it, too. it doesn't make any sense to me. I think it might come with the fact that maybe guys maybe naturally aren't as in touch with their emotional sides, but I think a lot of that is taught in society, and men are yeah. grown up to believe that these things are chick flicks, and they're not yeah. for them. And a couple of months ago, I was seeing this guy, I guess, and all was well. <laughs> he was into, like, very alternative screamo metal bands mm-hmm. and uh, it's not really my scene but like, didn't you give it a chance i gave it a chance it was like warp tour type mm-hmm. things it was yeah concerts where people get in fights yeah i wasn't really into it and i didn't really i wasn't a very huge fan aggressive. of him. very aggressive <laughs> i wasn't a huge fan of the music but i went to a concert with him and i, I was i i was open i gave it a chance and then he constantly would shit on these things like, oh, I would never watch The Notebook. I would never watch La La Land. Anything that was sort of a love story, he he hated it before seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> what actually ended 
our relationship, I guess, he was at a karaoke bar and he was texting me saying, oh, Ed Sheeran's on, like, this is so basic, like, such mindless music. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, he has some good songs, especially on his first album. And he was like, no, it's all dumb. It's just for, you know, teenage girls. It's just for the... He said that? Yeah, or, yeah, just for the capitalism machine or whatever. And I was like, he has some good music. Like, you didn't listen to what I said. Like, you mm-hmm. should have said what songs. But instead, he just wanted to hate it. And I think because right. it's a lot of girls like it. And I think a lot of that comes from feeling threatened. I think guys see this love story and they feel like oh I could never live up to Jacob or Edward or these romantic yeah, lead interests. So it's stupid. Yeah so it's dumb and it's unrealistic. Plus and- these I mean for as terrible as people might think they are Edward and Jacob put in a lot of effort for Bella and yeah. would die for her and I don't think a lot of guys really want to deal yeah. with that shit. I <laughs> also think I remember when Twilight first came out it was marketed the trailers were a lot more action-packed, mm-hmm. and they made it seem almost like a little bit like a scary movie. I remember yeah. my mom being like, oh, I'm surprised you're into that. It looks scary, because it was, it was such a more heavy emphasis yeah. on the fact and that... And even the books, like, the covers were creepy, and I remember I showed yeah. my dad, and I was like, it's about vampires, and I was only, like, 14, so he was like, whoa, what are you doing reading that? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, yeah, first, supposed to be more of, like, a dark... And- F story. <laughs> First, I remember boys in my grade going to see it. Yeah, and they, they said, did. oh, I loved it. Yeah, this kid Jimmy went with my friends. And yeah. He liked it, actually. Yeah. But then once it was more about Team Edward versus Team Jacob and the love story aspect, mm-hmm. all those guys dropped off and hated it. Yeah. So once there's anything about love, boys right. run away. <laughs> I do agree. I think that whatever girls, teen girls especially, are really into... It's automatically dubbed stupid, and if a title of anything has anything to do with women or anything female, I think Mm -hmm. it's automatically dumb. Or female-driven. Yeah. Lead actress. And so, I mean, I personally don't like One Direction myself. Yeah. I think some of their later songs are cool, actually. Yeah. But, and like Harry Styles' recent music is nice. But for sure, like, no, a lot of people didn't give it a chance just because it was, like, hysterical girls that liked it which I mean the term hysterical is really sexist yeah it's always used to describe women and same with Justin Bieber yeah so true people came around to Justin Bieber actually later and they were like oh he's not so bad yeah when he like had more of a tough guy persona (laughs) was getting arrested yeah I recently saw the movie eighth grade which is so awesome and it's written and directed by Bo Burnham and I was reading an interview with him in Entertainment Weekly I believe and he said that People used to make fun of him because he was comedy for 13-year-old girls, which I actually remember some of my 8th grade girlfriends being into Bo Burnham at the time. And he said that, like, for a while he resisted that, and then he was like, yeah, I am a comedian for 13-year-old girls. And he just embraced that and literally made a movie about 8th grade, and it stars a girl, and it's amazing. And I'm really proud of that dude for yeah. that. Um, and Because I feel like sometimes when something is, like, a a hit with girls when it's made by men I, I do kind of sense this weird like them wanting to do more than that like it's yeah. not enough for them but they want to do like a serious solo career they're like you know I'm not really being taken seriously but why is being loved by like millions of teenage girls why is that yeah. not enough I don't get and that I also ask why is the teenage girl a silly audience to have just having been a teenage girl We're so complex. Yeah, and Bo Burnham actually said that because he did a lot of research about kids these days. A lot of them, like, upload videos um, of their conversations, so it was pretty easy for him to do research. And he said that that girls at that age are really deep, and they're talking about souls and stuff, and the boys are pretty self-conscious and aren't really saying anything important at all. They're not that introspective. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, People say boys mature slower than girls, but girls at that age, you know, they're ready for deep things, for thinking about life. Yeah. And, and when you're a teenage girl, that's the first time you're asking yourself, like, who am I? Like, yeah. 
what's my identity? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want? Yeah. And you're also going through so much. Yeah. Like you are so deep. It's such a really hard time. And I think anything that brings you comfort during those times is a pretty awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that a lot of things that teenage boys are into or men are into aren't held up to the light like Twilight is. Like, and I mean, like the microscope, I guess. I mean, yeah, like Marvel movies. This might be in my own bias, but I think a lot of superhero movies follow the same formula every time and are so over the top and are really, they're not intelligent movies. Like, I can get on board with saying, like, oh, Hitchcock film is really complex, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But most superhero movies are pretty standard and have the same climatic scenes and they're kind of silly. I mean, you got to admit, they're pretty silly, but for some reason, it's fine. People just, like, let it slide. Yeah. It doesn't need to be awesome. They're just, like, whatever. It's for fun. But for some reason, Twilight was attacked so much. Yeah. And I think also um, something that bothers me, well, one, I think, mm-hmm. like, that guy that I was seeing uh-huh. and just needing to listen to that macho music mm-hmm. and can't watch anything about love or with a female lead so much of that to me is compensating and a strong guy mm-hmm. will watch sex in the city will yeah. watch twilight will not care if that makes them any less of a man yeah um so i think a lot of that is rooted in insecurities okay so what about the other relationships in twilight besides bella edward bella jacob um the ones that come to mind to me if you're looking at them through a feminist lens, mm-hmm. are the ones with the werewolves and the whole imprinting thing. Mm. I guess I need to refresh on how that works, but especially with Renesmee and Jacob, which yeah. is a whole episode in itself. <laughs> Lots yep. to say about that. Should have never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. If only I could rewrite Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, biggest problem with the series, probably. But I don't like this idea that Jacob imprints on her and he's going to be, like, looking out for her for her whole life. And it just seems like she's going to age and she doesn't have that option to really explore. Yeah. Relationships or really live her life because this guy (laughs) has been in love with her since she was an infant. (laughs) I think it. I think that they say that they feel both ways or something. Really? Why, how could she imprint? If she's not a werewolf. <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're gonna talk about this later. But I mean, the fact that it's a baby and it happens with who? Embry and is it Bill? With a kid as yeah. well. Someone's child. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, why did she go down that road? I think so. It's <laughs> not a good road to go down. Mm-hmm. Because it is a little pedophilic. And... It is. Um, yeah, we'll have to, we're going to reread it and look into it more. I, for some reason, I was under the impression that it kind of went both ways, but I'm not really sure how that would work. Who else imprinted? Um, Sam. And oh, he imprinted on Emily. Oh, yeah. And well, he's she has that big uh, scar on her face because mm-hmm. it's dangerous to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's kind of like violence. Mm-hmm. But violence. did Emily feel it back right away? Or was it? No, I'm pretty sure they say, I have to refresh this, but she wasn't like totally on board with it. But then she like learned to love him. No way. I might be making that up. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. We'll have to do a follow-up on this. (laughs) I don't think that when they imprint that it's reciprocated right away. Because I think only a werewolf can imprint. Mm. Well, that's pretty problematic. Yeah. I feel like the other relationships in the Colin family are healthy. Um, I, the, actually, the, the origin of Carlisle and Mesme is a bit weird. Yeah. Mesme tries to kill herself, and 
uh, Carlisle turns her into a vampire, and they fall in love. It's it's said I have the Twilight um, Illustrated Guide, and they Stephanie Meyer wrote it and has all these backstories to it, which I wish she would have just included them in the books. It's kind of weird to have them not in the books, but she said that uh, Carlisle treated Esme when she was younger because he was a doctor and that she never forgot him kind of saying that she like had a crush on him and then later in life like he turned her into a vampire and then they fell in love so i think that was stephanie's way of saying like no she she loved him and she always liked him um yeah but didn't he turn her because he was lonely and wanted a love interest or didn't Carlisle turn, like, Alice or someone, or Rosalie, he turned Rosalie to give Edward a love interest, oh, yeah. but then they didn't fall in love. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, that's weird. I mean, who, who is yeah. he, like, playing with people? Like, oh, here's your here's love interest. Girl. Like, yeah. what? That's not right. Yeah. What about that relationship with Rosalie in her human life? Mm. Her husband, like, was abusive? Yeah. But yeah, then she went after drunk. him. And then killed him, right? Yeah. Girl power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In yeah, a wedding exactly. dress. That was a cool scene. That was cool. What about um, Renee and Phil? <laughs> they She's fine traveling. I mean, again, baseball. yeah, she was, her life was kind of going around his. I guess, what even was she? I don't even know if she had a job. Yeah. <laughs> But she was following his baseball career. Yeah. Um, Charlie's an independent man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Charlie um, gets with his his best friend's ex widow. No, widow. widow. <laughs> Charlie ends up dating his friend Harry Clearwater's widow. widow. Yeah. Which there isn't anything toxic or misogynistic again about that per se but it is a bit weird well off topic but joe biden's son Bo, mm-hmm. he died of cancer his other son just got with the widow no way yeah That's and he crazy. was married so he had an affair with her and now <gasps> they're together i think it's kind of so weird i guess life imitates art I think people can bond over grief and, like, yeah. form such a closeness that they get together that way. I think it's weird to be, like, the dad, probably, and it's like, <laughs> this was my daughter-in-law to with one son, and now it is the other. I that think is kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Um, Rosaline Emmett. Um, they're shallow, really. I really don't see how they're together. Mm. Um, I mean... Really, we're looking at it through a feminist lens, so we can talk about them mm-hmm. in another episode. Just like, why do they like each other? True. <laughs> For the most part, the vampire relationships seem healthy. Yeah. I think really that besides the love triangle, it's mostly the imprinting ones that I can't yeah. really get on board with. I wish that wasn't part was of Twilight. Was someone? Okay. <laughs> this is just showing that we need to rewatch. But, oh, Leo was with Sam, right? And then he imprinted on Emily. Yeah. So, and then... That's why she was so bitter. All yeah. Um, imprinting is weird. That's a whole episode in itself. But mm-hmm. it just seems like, to me, like, Renesme is going to have to grow up. And there's this guy who's kind of paternal, Jacob, taking care of her all the time. Yeah. And... Like, in the flash-forwards that they have, it shows that they're together. It just seems like she never really has this choice because we see how upset Jacob gets towards Bella Mm -hmm. that now that he's imprinted on her, he's stuck. I think the whole concept of imprinting is dumb. Yeah, me too. It's like you fall in love with someone that you can never unfall in love with. Yeah. I feel like... Looking at relationships in that way is unhealthy. Could... If somebody imprints on another, can they not be together? Or are they just... Would that kill them? Could you... Yeah. Could you imprint on someone and then still say, I'm going to go my own way, you go yours? Or is this something where you literally can't be apart? Because 
that's problematic and that's kind of toxic yeah that's like separation issues and yeah I don't know because I feel like yeah there people fall in love people will say it's meant to be they're my soulmate whatever but no one can deny they always have the choice you can always walk away or you know you're showing up there every day because you want to not because like you have to I don't know. I just wonder. Yeah. I don't know what imprinting is supposed to feel like. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I've imprinted <laughs> when I can't get over someone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because sometimes feelings do feel like they're not your own choice. Yeah. But it's like amplified. It seems like you can't get out of imprinting, which is not healthy. Yeah. We'll have an imprinting episode yeah. later. Oh, I forgot to mention, though, in terms of can you live without these people is one of the big criticisms with Twilight is there are a lot of mentions of, like, suicide when it mm. comes to relationships. Like, especially New Moon is very... Edward goes to kill himself. Yeah, he goes to kill himself. And there's heavy influence is of Romeo and Juliet, which is not really a healthy story. Um, Bella does Cliff. Die. Even though she was she yeah. was just doing that for the thrill of it to hopefully see a yeah, vision of but Edward she also, hear his voice yeah she like contemplates suicide. Well, she doesn't contemplate it, but she talks about suicide when they break up, and she says, "I won't, I wouldn't do that to Charlie." Which is a whole we can talk mm. about this. We talk about Bella, mm-hmm. um, but as we said earlier, Jacob. Yeah. Kind of threatened death yeah. to get Bella to kiss him. But at the same time, like, when Edward goes to kill himself, it's because he, think, he thinks Bella's dead. It's not because she broke up with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people would want to kill themselves if they never die. Yeah. You know? It just mm-hmm. seems like... And, I mean, he had finally found connection something to live for yeah. and now he was gonna have to keep living for the rest of eternity yeah which gets old mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what happens when there's like a meteor hits the earth or the sun dies or whatever I don't know. they must be able to die somehow well if you rip off their heads and burn Yo, them then you they know die, what would so. be a great story what flash forward in the future yeah. It's like a sci-fi version of Twilight because they live forever. They're still around. They're still around, but it's like the end of the world now. Yeah. That would be... That's an... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's such a good idea that I Mel, just write had. the fan fiction. <gasps> oh, my God. I will. That's such a Are good idea. Are people still reading Twilight fan fiction? Probably. I'm sure whoever is would be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Such a good idea. <laughs> now we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Well, do we think that covers it for feminism and the relationships in Twilight? I think there's probably definitely more that we could say, but mm-hmm. if we come up with anything, we'll touch upon it in a later episode. Or if our listeners have anything else that we didn't mention feel free (laughs) feel free to send us a message on instagram or email us and now next episode we're going to get into feminism and bella swan stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) see you then all right we're peacing out jake no What a sick, masochistic mind. Oh, shit. Is that what you dream about? Becoming a monster? Dream about being with you. <laughs> Forever. What if I'm not you the hero? Right? What if I'm the, the bad, bad guy? guy? You're not. Alright. <laughs> anyway, stay cool. Stay cool and stay tuned for our next episode. You won't want to miss it. And... Hit the subscribe and comment below. (laughs) If you hate Bella Swan, if you love Bella Swan, if you're not sure how you feel, if you think she's a lesbian icon, if you think (laughs) that she's Jesus, (laughs) if you think Bella Swan is you, (laughs) 
If you read Twilight and you were like, this is me. If you think that Stephanie <laughs> Meyer was actually stalking you, watching you sleep, and then wrote this whole story about you, it's a fan fiction, and that's why there's stalking in it. <laughs> you can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.